Arjun, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tony. Excited to be here. Absolutely. I've been looking forward to having you on the show, and it was kind of cool talking um, right before we started recording just to connect with you and uh, good energy, man. So thanks for bringing that awesome energy to the show, to the interview right now. Of course. I'm excited to be here. It'll be uh, hopefully a fun talk. Let's do it. With that said, I always kick it off with a one word open. Give us that one word right now as you're kicking this off right now. Empowered. Love it. Take the next three to five minutes. Tell us, you know, who you are, what you stand for, what's your company all about? You know, how do you go about, how do you go about doing it? Who do you help and all that stuff? So go right ahead. Take it away. For, for sure. Uh, my name's Arjun. I'm our CEO. I've been in tech coming on almost 17 years. Worn every hat from engineer all the way to CTO and worked at big and small companies alike. And this is actually my third startup. I sold one. My second one went decently well, but ultimately failed. I took a break, became a VC, actually helped to write pre-seed checks in early stage companies, and then got the big aha for Cloaked and jumped right to Cloaked. And what we're doing at Cloaked is we're a consumer privacy company trying to put you in control of your data and your identity. Knowing what's going on in the world has become such a really big, important topic of what does privacy look like? How do I stay in control about myself as technology continues to evolve? And what we realize is that most of the ways you do that today is very complicated. It's not an easy thing to do. And ultimately, people leave frustrated or walking with nothing that any reasonable action they could take. So at Cloak, what we really started off is that what does it mean to actually where, create an identity wherever you go? So what we're doing is we're creating a unique working email address, phone number, credit card, username, password, whatever, for every single website you're browsing on or person you're talking to. And these aren't throwaway or burner, but actually you can imagine a real working email, phone, student credit card for Amazon a real email, phone number, password for Uber, a phone number for a cute guy at the bar, email for every realtor you're talking to. He's a real working permanent piece of information, but tied to that relationship, all based on the identity you want to share with somebody. So that's what we're all about. Um, and we're excited that we've got customers using us regularly and we're just growing from here. Love that. Take us back to your aha moment. So where were you? If you, if you go back in time, like where, what were you doing? What were you sitting at? Like when you had the aha moment, you're like, I got to do this. And here's why. Like you saw the need and you're like, I got to do this right away. And then you found yourself in action. Tell us about that. So I had uh, two aha moments. One was exactly how I came up with the idea. And then two on execution. The first aha moment uh, comes back to when early 2020, when I was really curious about my own data and how could my information help me. And what I actually ended up doing was I bought a Mac mini put in my apartment and decide to write integrations into everything about myself from basic stuff like Google Calendar, my Facebook information. I got more complex to hacking iMessage, got my workout data, banking data, healthcare data, eating data, movement data, GPS, everything about me I put in this box. And I have a background machine learning. So I wrote some basic stuff to analyze me and give me some recommendations. So start telling me things. I said, hey, you missed your workout yesterday. Do 15 push-ups between these two meetings. Based on my spending habits, I said, hey, let's cut back on the alcohol and Chinese food this week. But it hit me in the face one day when I was at lunch with somebody and I put my phone down. End of lunch, I picked up my phone. I realized my, uh, my really crude AI had a full conversation with my then-girlfriend. It said, I love you. It sent her memes. It went back and forth without me even realizing it. And I just said, whoa, what just happened? And in that moment, two things hit me. One, I realized I don't own any of my own data. And two, I would never trust Facebook, Amazon, Google to make something like this, even though I love technology. So I knew we had to solve the privacy problem. 
And that's kind of where it all started from. And I think the second aha that came to execution was that I was realized that I was going to run one day and I was like, how do I actually build this idea? And I, it hit me that I couldn't do B2B because B2B would take a while. And I was thinking about that for a little bit. What if we could change businesses one at a time, change the way they store information, make it more consumer friendly, putting them in control. But then I was like, well, when I had that run, I had a big aha. I was like, why can't I just work with consumers? And then it hit me that I could, I could start with consumers. They really care about the problem, how to build a solution um, efficiently for them so that they understand the problem concretely. And that's what led me to starting what we've got today at Cloaked and our whole long-term vision from there. That's really cool. That, that's a neat story. If you could go back, what was, if, you could, if you could only change one thing and only one thing, what would that be? About Cloaked specifically? Yes. Yeah. I would say um, one thing I wish I could change would be, one, I've been really happy and have no regrets in the decisions we've had so far. I think I would have loved to stay actually coding for a bit longer. I think um, I'm now back into coding and helping drive the business forward. A lot of the creativity and a lot of thinking of the business comes from me playing with it and interacting with actually seeing ways to build on top of it. I'd say I'd love to be more hands-on and coding. Now we've we felt focused on building some really strong, competent team at Cloaked. Um, but I think uh, I'd love to be I've been a little bit longer, more focused myself earlier on. But I think we've done a lot of good work today. Awesome. Thank you. Let's just shift gears a little bit. Um, so let me give you some context. Are you are you a car car person? Do you like cars? Uh, a little bit. Okay, a little cool. Bit car person. So if we were to say like, hey, you know, there's certain attributes that a car would have to have in terms of suspension for it to be smooth. Like Rolls-Royce, uh, there's two components, right? It's heavy. It's got that magic carpet ride, they call it, you know? Yeah. And in addition to that, it's got the suspension. And then it's um, th there's foam in the tires. There's very details. And then the way the transmission, when it shifts in the Rolls-Royce, it goes off GPS. So when, you're, when it knows you're approaching a hill, it downshifts before. So you don't feel it. So there's many different attributes combined in a Rolls Royce for it to be to make it a smooth ride. And you know, also a, a, a Tesla Model S has an air ride suspension. Range Rover has it, and Escalade has it. Some of the premium cars that hit the weight threshold have that. That's one thing I've noticed as a commonality that cars have is an air suspension for a smoother ride. With that said, from your opinion, what do you think? a CEO has to possess for them to be super successful, like, like you, like a thought leader, someone who's driving impact, someone who is, you know, accelerating growth, make, you know, just, just crushing it. Right. So what are like, like two or three things off the top of your head from your point of view that a CEO must possess to, to have, you know, to be all those things I just mentioned, go ahead. Yeah. So specifically in terms of qualities, uh, I have a few thoughts on that, but I think before anything, the first thing that comes to my head is always um, indicative of a good CEO, good leader is always between uh, ability to identify an opportunity and the ability to seize it, right? There's, and they always say luck is where preparation meets opportunity. And I think someone who does that well repeatedly ends up being a good leader. 
I think from, so then distilling that into the actual qualities, I think as uh, somebody who's CEO, there's a few different things that we see founders, leaders kind of fall trapped into. One is staying in the practical about what's doable, achievable, and accomplishable now versus what uh, kind of pie in the sky or high, trying to think far in the future and kind of building towards nowhere. And that leads into is that what, what can I accomplish today? How do I create value? So uh, I think a leader that's identifying how am I creating value for my customer, for my users, for somebody I'm trying to serve, being able to think thoughtfully around that and determine and create execution around that is really critical. And I think part two of that is then being able to have the skill to identify what is something that we can, we can actually do that solves real problem today and versus what we can do later to expand. I think about that there's a few different ways to build a business. You could try to work on trying to be a big fish in a small pond, try to take a big opportunity, trying to find your slice. I think realistically in either approach, the idea is that how do you carve your area? And I think that comes down to being able to realistically identify a real problem that people are having and really jumping into that full force and seeing how do you solve that. So I think the idea of problem identification and, and finding a right solution for that problem is a really critical skill to have. If you're kind of taking and finding a solution and trying to find the problem that that can solve, I think you're going to be spinning a lot of wheels. So really keeping your approach simple that people can really resonate with is the way to go. I think we did that for our business. There's a lot of things to do in privacy. And we focus right back into how do you, how does somebody understand this today? Whether you're VP of engineering or my own mother. And we thought about, well, it has to start with that singular moment you feel uncomfortable. When I ask you for your name, email, phone number, credit card, address, everybody got it. So before we talk about VPNs and all that, I said, I want to make sure we really resonate with people can feel the problem, tactically point at it. Um, I think that's another big quality. So identity, identity, um, identifying that problem. I think a third attribute, um, the, the word that kept coming back to me is resilience, especially in this fundraising market. Uh, I know a lot of other founders we're not going to feeling uh, we're in a good spot as we're growing our business, but I know a lot of founders are trying to raise money now that they're feeling burnt out. There's a lot of not, not a lot of opportunity. Well, this is the time where resilience actually shows. And I think resilience goes two ways. It's the fact of trying to really push forward and sticking with what you've got and taking all the challenges head on. And then resilience also comes in the fact of, well, don't believe in sunk cost fallacy that even if you invest everything, you should be comfortable to walk away and find maybe a different way or a different pivot how to bring your business forward. And I think both, I think those characters together really identify and make a good leader. And I think those are the things that I try to make sure, not, I'm not perfect anyway, but trying to take steps towards all of them and everything I do. Awesome. Let's go back to your business a little bit now. Um, what's in store for you? Like what's, let's talk future-based. What's upcoming? What are you excited about? What's top of mind for you and your organization that you're you know, able to share with us? So tell us about that. Yeah. So Cloak, we're all about trying to figure out how does the world of privacy shape for you? And right now we've got really the core essentials between password management behavior and then generating of identities like the email, phone number, username, password. We've got an exciting opportunity for cards coming up where we never want you to have to share your card number ever again, your credit card. And how do we keep that experience seamless, consistent, making sure that you don't have to give up your rewards and points. 
So we're building a really amazing experience around creating a unique card number for every single website or merchant so that you can be controls that spending limits, transaction limits, um, duration, and then being able to build a relationship with the underlying card uh, so that you can have the sense of privacy, security wherever you go. That's a big opportunity for us that we're excited about. And we've got a big uh, teaser functionality that can't too talk too much about. But one thing we do about Cloaked is that we always say that cloaking today is a really good way to have a fresh start. As you give new pieces of data, the internet starts to forget your old pieces of data. You give a new phone number in some place, you give multiple emails, multiple phone numbers, companies that aggregate your data, sell your data, track your information, they start to gear towards new information. But then what do you do about your old information? Well, we've got an exciting opportunity with Cloaked where we can actually clean up and automatically replace, update, delete all of your past information. That'll be coming out soon. And so I'm excited about that. And I think long-term, we're really excited as a business that what we're building for consumers is really about giving them control over all aspects of their identity and how data is shared across the internet. And I think that paves the way for businesses to really build a much stronger relationship with customers and consumers. So how we open up Cloak as a platform is something I think in the little longer term future that I'm really excited about, where businesses and consumers can better exchange information and build richer experiences through consent-based data sharing. That's awesome. Uh, so here we are approaching the end. Give us your website address. That way people who are listening, if they want to find out more information, they'll know exactly you know, where to find you. Of course. So you can always uh, sign up for Cloaked at cloaked.app. It's um, right now in beta, but Cloaked is ready to go. You can use it for all sorts of things. The way we invest in security and privacy, your information is super important to us. So go on cloaked.app and reach out to us. And also just taking the principle of Cloaked as a whole, you can also reach out to me directly. I have a, I made a Cloaked number just for this podcast. You can text or even call me at 659-265-2960. That's a unique number for listeners of this audience that could reach me directly. Really grateful for that. So this is it. Here we are at the end. Give us your one word to close and that you're signing off with and tell us why. Control. I think the the theme of what I try to do from myself, the business, and kind of how I live my life is that how do you create the principles of being control of your your own, your identity, your emotions, your day-to-day. And you often every day lose or gain control based on the actions you take. I think ultimately the closing is that think about what does control mean in your life and who's taking that away from you and how do you actually increase that for yourself?